Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a prime number of beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. Yes, that's correct. And we're starting with a beer. This is from Evil Twin NYC, and it's called Even More Beans. And it's also a collaboration with Horace, Horace Aged Ales. This is a 14.5% stout. Oh Imperial stout. Barrel-aged with coffee and vanilla added. It's barrel-aged or it's with barrel-aged coffee? It's with barrel-aged coffee, which I don't know what the fuck that means. That is some deceptive marketing. That's a hell of a thing. I had several four-packs of this already, and it was lovely. Ooh. 14%? This is uh, very... God, this is a nightmare. Mm. It's Very delicious. coffee. Yep. It's very dark, very coffee. I get a lot of chocolate flavors. Pretty bitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chocolate, no, chocolate it's, and coffee. It's, it's delightful in every way, but it is a goddamn nightmare. It's bad for you. Yeah. No, it's definitely bad for you. At one point last year, the same... And almost the same can art, too. They collaborated with Horace and made a 17% alcohol stout. So this is tame by those standards. Huzzah. Okay, so The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime is a book from, like, 2003 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, it's a very long that. title. It is a very long title, and it is a very famous book yeah. that spawned a, wasn't it like a Broadway musical? Or it Broadway was show? a Broadway musical, which I saw, was which I any, can talk about at the end. Yeah, we should hear about that, because yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that's awful. I haven't seen it, but I've wondered. And it follows the story of Christopher Boone, is that I think it's Boone. Boone, yeah. Who, is, who has... Is it ever clear in the book? So he is. Right? So he is autistic or something He's like that. Definitely, it never. Autistic. I says it in the book. He never because says it's all from his perspective. It's all. It's which first would person. Never acknowledge his perspective of a autistic person. He never says the word though. But Whoever, it's some but some sort I, of high was, functioning autism. Yeah. Well, uh, I would call he's it not, he's not medium high functioning. functioning. He's able to travel on his own. He's able to not easily. Himself. This is the first time he's ever done it. He's doing, uh, and he didn't do a good job at it. I'm no expert, obviously. Yeah, I, okay, I wouldn't say high, but somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. It Fine. can definitely he so is functional. Sure. Uh, so it is from the first person's perspective of an aut- autistic child who is like 12 or 13. Um, he is. And it's a really, really interesting book, and I really, really liked it. Just, you know, spoiler. It was great. Yeah. Uh, sure. I want to say, because it's one of those things where, I mean, there are a lot of similarities with Room. I was thinking this is Room, but slightly older. But but slightly older. It's also a, a similarity with uh, the, the book that got Tourette's almost called Motherless Brooklyn. It has a little bit that, too, because it's the first person's okay. perspective yeah. from a... Very unique kind of person, yeah. I guess you could say. Autism in general, although I think that's not even su- the the politically the PC word you're supposed to say anymore. I think it's just what? autism spectrum disorder or something like that. You're not supposed to say Asperger's. That's not the that's the word you're not supposed to they say. They classified it to be autism as autism a thing, and Asperger's was like light autism, and nowadays it's all considered part of the autism spectrum. So yeah. neither. Like Asperger's didn't exist so much as as a like a lighter version of the autism spectrum. And uh, I, we should also say that autism is a disorder that has many different kinds of symptoms. There, there are What's many the there are many it? pop culture versions. Of, yeah, manifestations. There are many pop culture Each versions of, which, of it that you like think about, but no one has that exact 
no. spectrum each, of... Each, each different type of symptom or manifestation is, is on a wide range of severity. It's a wide, wide, wide spectrum. So any two people you meet that happen to actually be autistic are not going to be... Sim- will probably not be very even similar at all. They will have very different kinds of things. And there are... That yeah, they're, they're, they're particular are, about. There are many different things and their different severities so some people have you know like uh, it was echolalia when you repeat things and then some people do that very mildly and some people do it very extremely and then there's like the 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 hollywood version like being good at math or no, i mean which is really like every, rain man every yeah, well, every rain man was an autistic savant yeah every hollywood version is a savant yeah, they they're like lovable they're always and they're like cards. hyper good at one thing, but Usually the math. vast majority of actual autistic people are not hyper good at one thing. They're just it different. ends up being a, a bigger issue for autism, as far as I understand, is more it's about it's like social cues and yeah. the complete inability to read them. They have, uh, they have no they have no ability to recognize social things in another person and as, or as, respond as a regular person would. As Christopher says in the book, you know, uh, like I, my father was looking at me and I could tell he was trying to figure out what I was thinking. But I can't do that. But he, like, I it, can't talk about tell like the, what other people the, are the thinking. The cards he learned where he has like memorized what people's faces look like when they look certain emotions because they mm-hmm. can't read emotions. Yes, it's and, a, that's a sad face. That's and a, this is one of the things face. he says in the like first chapter, I think, technically chapter two, uh, yeah. which is that he really likes dogs because dogs only have four emotions. It's happy, sad, angry. Doggy and, style. And <laughs> <laughs> but he can understand dogs. I mean, he really likes dogs because he can understand they're very them straightforward. because they're simple and they're very clear about what they're feeling. They're not capable of subtext or subterfuge. Yeah. Or lying, yeah, which is important. I mean, lying yeah. is like, like he's not—he he is not capable of lying. The 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 concept of saying something that is not true doesn't exist to him. The the main character, so Christopher, the main character, the whole throughout the whole book, he is incredibly literal and specific about every single thing. And so, one of the both the humor and the like conflict. Some of the humor and conflict in the book is about how people naturally kind of use idiomatic phrases when they when they speak and he's like i don't know what that means like what do you mean like uh when the mother says like will you just quit it and he's like i don't i don't know what she means by that right. when any you know other human, i can't human quit being would understand that from context yeah. like oh i should stop doing this thing he has but no concept of this game he has no concept yeah. of second definitions of words yeah like this, he's this. very and, and literal. He has very, very literal specific definitions. There's a whole thing later on when the dad gives him like a whole, like yells him like, "Stop doing this! Stop doing that! Stop this! Stop that!" And he's like, "All right, I have to do all those things." And then, but then he, but he didn't like, well, say, he "I can't ask this, this person about this that. thing." Yeah, he didn't say, "Don't talk to her," Sneaking. and he didn't say, "Don't act that person." So that was one of the points in the. I mean, we're getting way ahead, but I was wondering, is that is that how an autistic person would think? I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's too general to say it, that anyone it would could not. could sure. be an example of how some might think, but it's, it's, it's definitely very possible that it's realistic. Not, definitely not generalized that that's everybody. Absolutely not. I think that's we're supposed to say a person with autism, by the way, not yeah. an autistic person. But sure. I there keep fucking go. that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the one we mean. People first language, right? Mm-hmm. So Sorry. let's talk about the book, because we haven't done that yet. So the oh, book yeah. starts. Book starts with... 
a curious incident of a dog. But curious in, in a British sense, not in like a bi-curious way. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, hello. <laughs> You're also at this airport air, airport uh, bathroom. What's your, so, ta- what's your foot tapping like? I'm also a Republican like? senator. <laughs> <laughs> From a Midwestern state. Uh, <laughs> hyper, hyper conservative, anti-gay marriage conservative. Uh, He's not going to marry them. Oh, no. He, <laughs> you, you fuck him and leave he, him. He just has a wide stance. That's all. Wide stance. So anyway, uh, Christopher, the main character, is literally, he's kind of like outside in the middle of the night on a neighbor's lawn. This is in England, is sort of the suburban New England, uh, suburban England in the garden, which is more like, you know, front lawn. And he sees Mrs. Shear's dog dead because he's been stabbed through with a fork. The garden a fork. A garden fork, we should say. Which is a pitchfork. Yeah, we would call it pitchfork here in America, and he's been stabbed there, and he's dead, and of co- and um, that is not the cover I'm used to seeing. But yeah, I, I don't think, think I don't think it was a poodle. Is that the I original th- one? I think well, so. Actually, I think this is the young adult version of the book. They printed like a young adult cover, and they printed a grown up cover because like the red cover is the one that everybody knows. Yeah, and so Christopher is um, first he like picks up the dog. And he's crying. So he, 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 he discovers he it there. He doesn't understand that it's dead. He doesn't even yeah, know what that is. He doesn't even quite understand. He picks up the dog. And then... This dog is off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the basically the dog's owner, which is Mrs. Shears, comes out and says, what the fuck are you doing with that dog? And he's like, uh, uh, Not I don't fucking know. It. <laughs> yeah. And then she calls the police. And then the police arrive. And... And and basically, they kind of manhandle him a bit and speak to him really harshly. And they can't. And so he they don't know punches. he's autistic. He doesn't they're know. Like the shittiest. Like they're really come dumb. on. They couldn't tell us something. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say I mean, anything wrong with him, but like they couldn't tell something was different about him. Yeah, it's like, 2003. Like the concept that we have today does not exist back then. It absolutely does in 2003. It did. It, and I you don't know think it did. If you're, I want to say, if you're a police officer, 1983, then I'd be like, "What's wrong with your kid? Why isn't he in special ed?" But it's like 2003. We fucking knew what autistic yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it technically <sighs> takes place in 1995 or six uh, or something like that. Like, but come on, like, cop, cops. That cop was a Cops are. Not I, I, cops are going to end up, or at least they should be used to dealing with some of the more unique members of society that are definitely, yeah. they, they, this is the kind of thing where if you are, unless you're a complete fucking idiot, you would notice pretty fast. Something's off. That, that this is kind of not a regular person. You got to not deal with them in the same sort of like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Kind of thing. Cause that's a vague question that has no answer to a person who takes everything very literally. So anyway, so Christopher is like, uh, uh, the the police officer tries to like manhandle him. And so Christopher hits the police officer because he kind of freaks out because he doesn't like touch. Which how you know this is an English book and not an American book because they would just would have shot him. Right, yeah, they would have shot him (laughs) right there. Mm -hmm. Because their cops aren't allowed to carry guns. Even though he was white. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, so he hits the cop... (laughs) Have a scone, child. <laughs> he, he hits the cop, and the cop is like, holy shit, and then puts him in the back of the police car and brings him to the police station. This, like, you know, 12-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid, 12, because he hit him, which, you know, I'm is like, Bobby, you don't treat us with res- disrespect. Uh, 
And then Christopher is literally locked up. And then Chris's father arrives and they like have a, and then Chris's father is like yelling at them. Can't you see like this is, he didn't do anything. And though, anyway, there's a really kind of funny, one of the earliest lines in chapter one is, and there are no jokes in this book. That's what like Christopher writes. There are no jokes, but immediately because he can't tell a joke because he can't like say that kind of like, hold two meanings in your mind. But there are actually a bunch of pretty funny things in the book, one of which happens almost right away, where the the police inspector, the police officer, like sits down with uh, Chris's, Christopher's father and Christopher and says, did you mean to hit the police officer? And Christopher says, yes. Mm. And it's like, no, God, don't say that. It wasn't He's an accident. just trying to ask you like, no, you're supposed to say, obviously, in the science in the book, you're supposed to say, no, 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 I didn't did, mean to. Did you I mean was just to upset. Hurt him? Did you mean to hurt him? But Christopher's like, yes, I did. And I was like, oh my God, you <laughs> really can't say that. And it was funny. I laughed. And it's not funny in a mocking way. It's just the, so the humor of it's the like situation. It's like a miscommunication kind of, kind of humor. Yeah. Right? Like these, you could see what both characters are getting at. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the disconnect is entertaining. It's like yeah. a very. It's a who's huge, on first kind a of thing. Humorous situation. I laughed and it was it was great. You know what else with laughter? You're saying beer? I think a beer would be great. This sounds like it's describing capital. A capital idea. A capital with Bold. an E, actually. It's f- capital. Capital. <laughs> this is a beer from Finback. It is called compartmentalized, and that seems to me to describe a lot about the thinking of a. Personal autism, but I also don't fucking know what I'm talking about, so it could be totally wrong. He is fully able to compartmentalize because he doesn't let anything affect one another. Yeah, he just kind of puts this thing on the side. Things just are, and whatever he does is. Well, this is a double IPA dry hopped with Meridian Cashmere. Cashmere? Like the goat fur? Mosaic and Citra. Cashmere with a K. But yes. cashmere hops. It's cashmere like the okay. like the like the not coat. cashmere. Cashmere with the violin section. Cashmere the fur. <laughs> There's no fur in this beer. Mm, yeah. But dogs have fur. That's curious. It's fucking lovely. That is super nice. citrusy. I dig it. Oh yeah, it's a great beer. Fucking Finback. And so Christopher decides after when he gets home that he's going to be a detective because he loves detective novels and he's going to be a detective and he's going to figure out he loves, what uh, happened. The, the, the Sherlock the Holmes. Yeah, he the, loves Sherlock Holmes and the Hound of the Baskervilles. Yeah, he, he mentions a whole bunch so of Sign of the Four. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna, decides he's going to be a detective and his father is like, S- just stop. Just don't look into it. And it's, you know... Heavily, heavily. But I'm not, that, yeah. I'm not looking like into things. Stop putting your nose in other people's business. But because that's a very vague phrase, Christopher doesn't know what that means and my like nose can't is do on it. My face. If only the dad had had you know, 15 years living with this son to be able to think about this. Yeah, that was one of the plot holes. Is that? The, yeah, not, certainly. I mean, it's not so much a plot hole as just like people of low, not necessarily low education, but. He's a he's a, was he a plumber? Well, actually, I think the parents are low education because when you read the yeah. mother's letters, they're riddled with spelling yeah, errors. Yeah, no, they're like they're they're not. It's disingenuous to say like they could just do better because they are well worse yeah. off than we are certainly. And twenty years earlier on autism acceptance than we are. 
Back then, they were still just called like my kid's fucking weird. I actually, you know, this is I mean, we don't have to edit this out because I'm not going to say any names to me. But there's a, a I have a family friend who has a 30 year old son who, for like his entire academic career, they were like, he's just weird. He's just off. He's just slow. They diagnosed him with some, I don't know exactly what he has, but some form of autism when he was like 27 because he went to like shitty Catholic schools where they're just like, we don't know how to teach your son, so you have to take him to another school. But like, I know people who, who they're, they were like, yeah, he's, I mean, this person I'm thinking of, he, he could function more or less in most situations. Like you talk to him at like a barbecue and you're like, this guy's a little strange. That's probably a higher functioning version than, yeah, uh, sure. than, than Christopher, not version. That's not the right mm, word. Well, higher, higher functioning set of capabilities. I don't yeah. know what the distinction for like high functioning and not is. It's, but, nothing, it's nothing we can discern. No, but I, I, my, like, you know, I once read a Wikipedia article understanding is that higher functioning is like these people are atten- at some point able to kind of work in society with like assistance. It, it's almost versus I, I you would, can't. In my mind, I'm thinking, can you, at least in an adult version, can you take care of yourself? Can you manage right. the most things on your own? Then Funct- probably high functioning. member of society. One of the things I was going to get into at the end at the end was Christopher, you know, will even though the way it ends is, you know, I can do anything. Can he like will is do you think he no. is capable of really functioning on his own? We'll get there. And the answer is probably not. So Christopher decides to, you know, be a detective and he's writing this book about it and he keeps showing it to Siobhan, which is one of his teachers at school. Yeah, but it's an Irish word, so it's spelt entirely wrong. I only know how to pronounce that word because I have a, a friend who named their kid that. I was like, that's a beautiful name. And then I saw it written. I was like, no, it's not. See a man. <laughs> you fucking spelt that wrong. So then he, yeah, he's doing his investigation. I want to find out who killed Wellington the dog. And also talking about how happy he is that he's going to be taking his maths A-level. Yeah, but he's like 15, so it's way younger than I you're supposed to take I think he's younger than right? 15. It's basically like... I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's taking he's, he like... 13? Early. He's an yeah. early teenager. He's taking his, his uh, owls as a freshman. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> We're doing like Harry Potter qualifications. He's, he's several years early on taking his qualifiers. Because he's really advanced in math. But he's bad at everything else. Well, that's kind of how Hollywood autism works. Yeah, it does. You know, you're good at the math stuff, but bad at life. history, English, humanity, humanities, no, just humanity, science. No, he's good at science because he loves space. He's always reading about the he Apollo loves, missions yeah. and mm-hmm. shit. Because he says he would love to be an astronaut. Because you don't. Because if he's alone in space in a spaceship like David Bowie, then he wouldn't <laughs> have to. Uh, he's dead. Then he doesn't have to deal with people. Because that's because he. He kind of keeps going back to this, how he, he is so bad at dealing with people and finds them so difficult, and they find him. And he's not wrong. Too. He's not wrong, but he's because he doesn't understand other people and that he would much, much... He would be very happy being all alone in a spaceship. That sort of self-awareness, though, I thought was yeah. strange. It not, didn't fit what I understood about autism, I guess, because I thought autism people had like no self-consciousness. Like, they... I mean, I don't, don't really think I, about like I how am I, I going to look to this person? How am I going to be interpreted? And he's like, yeah, I don't really know how to interact with these people, so I'm just not going to. I don't want to do I mean, it. I don't know that he he's objectively aware that he's like I'm autistic. Does he really know that 
uh, what kind of different he is. Yeah, probably. No, he not. might. He might just like realize. He might just know. Like I don't deal well with people. He doesn't know if that's normal or not necessarily. I'm not. I'm not questioning whether he knows it's normal or not. But yeah, the fact that he could even s- reflect and say, "Oh, I understand." Like my frustration in, in interactions comes from my inability. But he wants to become an astronaut so he can be isolated. He also likes compact places, mm-hmm. and uh, he's also really good at Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is the hardest game. I played. My, I beat Minesweeper on expert level in 93 seconds, which is 27 seconds slower than my fastest time. And about nine hours faster than everybody else. Yeah. Fucking hate Minesweeper. Yeah, it sucks. That was the game that Microsoft was like, "Here, fuck you." <laughs> I want you to hurt yourself. You play this piece of shit. I never figured it out. I mean, I never actually tried to figure it out either, but... It's hard as shit. I mean, I know the concept, but there's still some luck involved, so you can still just, like, click a mine by accident before you know what's around it. And, oh, too bad. But you, you gotta cl- yeah, you click a fun... You, I remember, like, playing as a kid, like, and I didn't even understand how the game worked. I mean, you would just click a spot, and be like, oh, one box disappeared. And then you click another spot, like, 11, I'm winning! Yeah. <laughs> and then you click another, like, why, wait, why are there all these ones around it? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh, I lost. Fuck it. Back to solitaire. Christopher also talks about how his talks about his mother because he because he believes or his father told him that his mother is dead. That uh, and he has some stories about his mother being like she had a bad heart. Well, okay. First, you know, stories about mother being like just not patient enough. You know, or at least as the reader, you understand that 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 this was very difficult to deal with, and she just couldn't really be patient and then anyway at he talks about oh and then you know last year or the year before or something like that oh and then mother went into hospital and father said you know that she had a heart attack and died oh yeah she's sick she's in the hospital and then a couple days later she's oh, never she's coming dead. back she's dead actually and they cremated her whoops sorry yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like oh but, but mother to him is- to him it isn't fucking Matters like oh that's it's mother I mean, is a dead mean, body now. It, I mean not I mean, matter, it, but it is like the concept is like not that direct. It's like no like devastation. Yeah, like it's, a like, yeah. it's like oh my mm-hmm. mother's dead. It's just like okay, I won't see her later, or I won't. I won't see her yeah. later because people die and they are not here. He mentions that too. Like there is no. He's when like, he's talking he, with the priest about like where is heaven, and then he says, "Well, it's another higher plane of existence." He's like, "But but where is that?" And yeah, he just he's can't. super literal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the priest was like, it. "We'll continue well, this let's, another day." Let's talk day. about this some other time. I've never had to actually directly answer questions, so you should go. Mm, yeah, mostly I just answer the question of like, "Where is your pants?" Oh, they're over there. That's where I threw them when I tore them off you. So he's, and, g- he's doing the he's doing the detective stuff. But first, he has a beer. He has, he has a, beer. a beer. I think he has a beer because he's probably good at does. he's good at the math. He probably deserves a beer. I'm excited about this. This is a... Oh, oh guys, relax. It's only 13%. Ugh. 13% alcohol stout. It's called Fuel for Fractions. It is a collaboration between Interborough and Bottle Logic. It is a imperial stout with coconut, coffee, and cinnamon. I bought this. This is, this is one that's moving long, long, long ago. I was like, that's got to work for something. And he's good at math. I found and it. there you go. 
The book actually goes into kind of a lot of detail about math. There's way too much math, really. Because, I first of all... Because I, I almost mean, understood most of it. I, I enjoyed it, too. He talks about how the chapters are actually numbered in prime numbers. Yeah. Which is what our joke about the first the was chap- from. The first chapter starts on two, and you're like, did I miss a page? What yeah, that's exactly on? what I thought, too. Like, <laughs> the first time I read this, because I was reading a ebook that someone sent to me so it wasn't legal so you, i was like oh maybe it's missing like, something's it something missing it's, yeah it's fucked up yeah i, I feel that it's like oh shit I and gotta, i was like i gotta find the first chapter somewhere and i was like all right two three five okay i see what's happening i mean i couldn't tell you all the prime numbers but i understood the first few yeah that's not possible what's that to know all the prime numbers i said the first few okay. i meant to say the first few if i didn't they said all yeah, I know them all. I don't know all the prime One numbers. One trillion four hundred seventy-eight billion. Blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking understand to this day how can a number be that goddamn big and be prime? That doesn't fucking make sense to my little brain. How can a number be like higher than like four hundred in prime? Nothing goes into it. That's crazy. Easy. That the number, the density of prime number, the number of numbers that end up being prime gets really thin. So oh, like there, there aren't that many of them. But and there's like the Marseille primes that are all like 10 digits long, like two to the n minus one. 10 digits? No, like hundreds of digits. Hundreds right? of thousands or millions of digits. Long. I don't think that's, any, how, they, that's think, how they find the biggest prime numbers. Now. I don't think there's a million digit prime number yet, though. I think that's like a big uh, deal. Like they're like no, trying they're, to find them. Um, they're trying to find them the, in, the, in the hundreds of thousands of we're digits. Really, range. We're in like AI territory at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there's like. At least at one point, there were like apps you could download or programs that would use some of your pro- your computer's the, uh, data the, or like what's called processing GIMPs? speed. Yeah, GIMPs, the GNU uh, Prime. No, the Bersen Prime Internet Search. I yeah. didn't spell that correctly, but anyway, literally, you basically sign up for this thing and it downloads a little program to your computer. And while your while computer is essentially on screensaver, it will crunch the numbers and it will try and calculate if this number is a prime number. And we're talking about a number in the hundreds of thousands of digit range, which takes about a month. Literally, your particular computer will be working on the same number for an entire month. That's too many. That's crazy. I, mean, I guess, I mean, because, again, because I'm fucking stupid and don't understand math, the first thing I think is like, all right, it'll, if, it's an, uh, if it's an even number, you know it's not prime. Yeah. And if it ends in five and zero, you know it's not prime. So it has to end in like one, three, seven, or nine. That's not that many. I mean, like how many things? It, can, it is when it you is. are at the hundreds of thousands of digits. Yeah, I know. That's like a, that's a thing that doesn't even like it's register because it's yeah. so big right. you don't deal with it. The largest known prime number as of the time we're recording this is two to the. This is this is one of those percent. Oh, I'm not going to understand two, what this means. To the eighty-two million five hundred eighty-nine thousand nine hundred thirty-three minus one. Uh, which has what does that mean? Which has twenty four million digits written in really? base ten. Twenty four million. Wow! But Shit, the, I was if, way off. If the base is two, why isn't it more divisible? Minus one. They actually you have to subtract one because if it's two to the whatever, it will always be a power. It will obviously not be a prime. But if yeah. you just subtract one off of that, that's fucking ridiculous. Good, good for them. Good for them. Twenty four million digits. Wow. And how you can, is you that can, possible? You can download a text file with the entire number. And the text file is 24 megabytes. You know, it's like that's... Sure. And it's just one... It's just a string of numbers. Not even commas. It's just like numbers, 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 numbers for like... If you printed it out, it would be thousands of pages in like size six font. But... but, uh, 
I mean, this is way off. How the fuck can that be prime? Man, I don't. I had a bad there, math education. When, when you get to numbers that big, there aren't many of them in that range that are going to be prime, but some of them will be. Like, Think of it this way. Time to just three. Come on, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, Most of them are. On. A couple of them are not, Five? and those are the prime ones. Seven, nineteen, even like that's that's just I just don't fucking get it. I don't, I don't understand. That's why it. computers do it, not us? Yeah. It's, if I was doing it by hand, I'd still be like, I'm pretty sure 131 is not prime, guys. We can move on with our lives. <laughs> I'm sure there's something. So uh, what do you think of the beer? It's fucking great. It is. I want to say it, it tastes like plums. I get a lot of cinnamon. It's something like very, I don't know. It's a very fruity I'm actually getting from it. Even like though a dark fruit kind of flavor. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Even though it said it had coconut. Really coconut, I don't know. Not any. letting Co- I got a coconut. It says with coconut. While. Coconut's kind of a faint flavor often. Now, this is also kind of old. It's been sitting around for a while. So it, even though it's not bad, maybe the coconut just doesn't last. Coconut flavor just doesn't uh, continue. But it is. It's and like lovely. prime numbers, which definitely continue. Fucking, I don't understand how. 11? 11 can't go into it? Like, come on. That's ridiculous. Christopher is on an adventure at this point, and he's looking to oh, he's, he's, solve the mystery of who stabbed a dog in the face, neck, body to death. With a pitchfork, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, like that gets glossed you know, over real fast. You know, and he meets all of his neighbors who are, you know, he's like, don't talk to the next door neighbors. They do drugs. And the lady, old lady down the street is like, oh, you know. I'm a crumpet. And, 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 but we the are, old lady down the street is like, oh, well, we know why your father doesn't like Mr. Shears. And Christopher is like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. No, I don't understand. She's like, oh. Never mind. Oh, no. Do you want I'm an sorry. waffle? I, I shouldn't have said anything. And then she tells him, well, you know, your mother and Mr. Shears were very close. Stripping. He would do the sex with my mother? He says, yeah. do the mm-hmm. sex. Do the sex. Like it was a, a dance. dance movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's basically the way E.L. James would have said it. <laughs> Fuck like an Egyptian. <laughs> do the sex. Do the sex now. Two times to the left. So after all the you know intermediate investigating where he solves almost nothing, he discovers... He just his, pisses his, off everybody. His yeah. mom was banging the guy... Who was married One to of the next door dead dog lady? To yeah, yeah, Mr. Shears. So, uh, in over the course of Christopher's investigations, he basically he decides he needs to go look his dad's in, room. Investigates his dad's room. Oh, because that was one of the places. Oh, well, first it started when his father found his notebook with the where he's writing his book. Like the, yeah. the, the journal, he's been writing as a book from Siobhan's advice. Is this is a good exercise for you? And he's Write down your thoughts. And he's writing it. And there's funny elements in there, too, as Nate was saying earlier, where he's like, I, I've noticed, you know, one of my skills is I, or I notice things and people don't notice them. Like, most people will be standing in a field and they'll say, this is a field. But I'll notice there are 31 cows and 19 <laughs> of the cows are brown with white spots and the remainder are black with white spots. And 14 cows are looking south. And he's just like, he is... You kind of get the impression he has like almost like a photographic memory for certain yeah. things, or like a human radar, or for like date for uh, dialogue. Also, he remembers the exact words people use. 
And then he's like, these are six things I noticed. Siobhan, I could list another 30. Siobhan says this is enough to yeah. illustrate it. Later, when he takes his math test and he says, he, he lists, the, he lists the, the really difficult math problem. And he says, Siobhan said I didn't need to explain how to do the math problem because it's not interesting. I think it's interesting, but I left it out anyway. Mm-hmm. So he has this book, and the father finds it. And the father, after a long day of, like, repairing boilers or something, he's like, what the fuck is this, son? You've been sitting there eating your beans on toast, doing this? The things this kid eats is so weird. Well, oh, actually, yeah. I thought it was going to provide a real challenge for this episode because the two things he hates are yellow things and brown things, and that's most beer. Ooh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. So we should have... Like saved all like those boysenberry beers for today. Yeah, those, he like, would have loved beers. all of those beers because they're red. Because he liked red, he put red food coloring on shit. But to he, make it red. he will take regular foods and put red food coloring in them to make them red, so it's okay to eat. But they also can't touch on his plate. Well, yeah. Then he cannot eat them. We all feel that way. <laughs> so things are going crazy, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, my mom was banging this so, dude." But so he, the he, concept he, of that to me is more alien but, than anything, but you as the reader will understand more than I will. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. But uh, and, uh, the, anyway, at this point, he still thinks his mother is dead, but he, you know, goes into his father's room and finds a, like a shoebox. A box full of letters. Full of letters. And then, and he looks at them. He's like, only, only my mother and one other person has that kind of handwriting. What is it, little circles over the eyes or something like that? Yeah, he's yeah. like, three people do that. And one is this person in my class who I hate. And this other yeah. person here. And, and this, and, and, mother. and my mother. And so he looks at the letter and he reads the letter. And then was like, sweetheart, how are you doing today? I'm just writing for, to you from blah, blah, blah. I have this job now. It's like, huh, it looks like it's from my mother. And then I looked at the postmark and the postmark was from... A year ago, but my mom was already dead at that time. And then I opened another letter. And then he used another letter where she lists just kind of like, you know, her mundane day. Just oh, Then he, you know, obviously it's then clear. Fi- then he finds the letter where it's like, I need to explain to you why I left. Yeah. Which letter. was one of the notes I took of this book where it was the most depressing thing I ever read. Where it's like, maybe if you were a little different, I would have stayed. Well, so... She's like, oh, the mom's well, yeah, letters. That is a little bit what she's saying. The mom's letters have all sorts of typos in them, as if she's not good at spelling. Yeah, like she spells very basic words incorrectly, like timetable. She spells timetable wrong and shit like that. Unless there's like an exotic British spelling of timetable, and I'm totally wrong in this theory. It's an O U in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but she, sp- you get the impression that the parents are very uneducated. She has like shitty jobs. She's like, Oh, I got a new job working like as a clerk at this office, and the guy's really mean to me. She's so like, All right, she's like really not marketable. You know, she's a struggling parent, and they have a very, very high needs child. And that's like the real sad part of the book for me. It's like, oh man, these parents yeah. are like, I'm gonna say unfit, but like they're incapable of providing the kind of care that this child needs because they don't fucking know how to, and they don't have the financial means to, to do so. And they're really struggling to do it, and the mother just, like, caves under that pressure after a decade of it. You know, and, 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 and you know, Christopher, there's more than one story about bringing him to, like, you know, a department store, and someone makes a loud noise, and Christopher freaks out and just has to, like, lie on the ground and scream and, you know, make this 
make make this really embarrassing scene. Well, full meltdown. Yeah, full meltdown in, in public, like, all the time. Well, he mentions at one point how he, he describes it like a computer, right? When there's, there's all sorts of different things happening. Him putting his hands over his ears and screaming is like Alt-Control-Delete to close yeah. the functions down so he can get back to focusing on what he has to do. I don't know if that's accurate to describe the kind of outburst or fits or whatever you want to call it that but you're like oh geez that is uh that sounds really challenging as a parent or family member to to vary to deal with that so the mom just fucking dips just, just left. with her boyfriend which was and didn't say Mr. goodbye to the Shears, who's an asshole yeah total asshole so then um you find out so so christopher he discovers more than one thing at the same time which is both that mother is alive and that his father lied to him when he said mother died because instead he was the father was just obviously really hurt his mother was leaving him and blah 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 on the other thing is the father says christopher i killed wellington i killed the dog and then immediately from that point christopher is like my father is a murderer. I'm not safe in the house. And then like goes in his room and barricades the door and then starts making a plan to escape, to with, leave With his rabbit, forever. Toby. Uh, his rat, rat, Toby. Yeah, he's been saying all, all the time, he's, the odd, odds are much more likely you'll be murdered by your family on Christmas Day. Like he's just like <laughs> these statistical things. Like Wellington was murdered by somebody he knew. You are almost always murdered by someone you know. Like, very... Um, you know, calculated Matter kind of, of things, yeah. So then he runs away, essentially. He hides in the yard for a while. The dad's looking for him. The dad, the dad realizes, oh, my God, what the fuck? I, you know, I got to find my kid. And then he goes to the train station. He's hiding, yeah. So, and this whole, like, portion of the book where uh, Christopher, he's, like, trying to make his way to the train station and take the train to London because he has his mother's address because it was on all the envelopes of the letter she sent. And he just, it is like, it is so difficult for him because he doesn't understand how the train works for one thing and everything is so loud and so intense and he doesn't do the normal thing, which would be like, you know, ask for directions, you know, because he's a guy, you know, he can't yeah. do that. <laughs> it's totally male. Can't, can't ask for directions. Uh, he can't, but he doesn't like even practically understand the concept. So anyway, he finally manages to literally after sitting on the bench for hours, sitting on the bench in the train station for hours, somebody finally is like, do you need some help, young man? And like kind of helps him figure out where to go. And he's like, where's the train? Where's the train station? It's right over there. Oh, okay. And he waits there forever. And then uh, a cop, and then he's, Anyway, he, he eventually makes it onto the train, but a cop follows him on, but then the train leaves, and the cop is like, oh, I was looking for you, Christopher, but now I'm on the fucking train. Whatever. Anyway, so he's now sitting I there. Now I can't escort you he off the train. pees himself because Christopher doesn't understand the concept of, like, there are bathrooms on the train. So he pees himself, but finally the cop is like, oh, my God, you really just, okay, just, there's the bathroom over there. You know, it's a, there is? Oh, okay. So he goes in there. And there's a lot of stuff in the book about smells. He's constantly talking about how everything smells and about he doesn't like the smells. He's very particular about that. One of the times transit very difficult. is going into the public bathroom. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> can relate. <laughs> so he eventually evades the police officer by like hiding in the luggage. 
And all the drunk people walk by and are like, what? We have elves on the train now? And then he eventually makes it to London. And then he tries to make it from the, like, the train to London to the subway, to the, or the tube, as the they tube? would call it. To the very tube. Tubey. Very tubey. And, and get, and get the, the tube blows, by the way. Have you and, ever been on it? And get the tube the to his mother's house. Not that he really has almost any idea of where his mother's house is or how the tube works. So, but he eventually does it. But at one point, the rat escapes out of his pocket and he jumps down onto the tracks with the train coming to grab the rat. But he's only really rescued by somebody who like literally grabs his arm and pulls him back up. By the way, I've actually seen that happen in on taking the subway in New York when a fucking idiot guy dropped his phone but not his down pet, onto not the his tracks. Pet rat. Was his pet rat. He dropped his phone down onto the tracks and then jumped down to get it. Did he get it? He did get it, but then when he went to like pull himself grabbed it, pull himself back up, he couldn't do it. He had weak arms. Be- because it's pretty high up. People don't realize that from from the from the bot from the rails to the to the top of the platform is like six feet, or it's like five feet. Enough that you so unless can't, you're really tall you and pretty in shape, really can't pull yourself up. And there's like one minute before the next train, and they're like myself and three other people were like grabbing him by the shoulders and pulling him up. It really happened to me. I really did that. Yeah, but he got his phone. He did get his phone. Well, that's all that matters. Also, he had to watch those X videos. He also actually... Uh, I've seen a lot of people doing that on the train recently. This guy actually almost pulled me down onto the tracks because he's twice my weight. And when I tried to pull him up, he almost just pulled me down instead. Yeah. So, almost died. And anyway, we pulled him up. The train pulls into the station. And I'm like, fuck, this is my train. So I get on and go home. Good luck, story. dude. Hold on to your phone tighter next time. Yeah, really, I've... Couldn't, couldn't fucking believe it. What you should have done is like, any other idiots want to get their phone down there right now? And then just help the evolution. <laughs> just, it's like, you, you plow them all out. Darwin says hello. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I think one of the things he does find, though, is a beer. Yeah, definitely. I Probably. a beer. This is a Yamish beer. This is from... Say an Amish beer? I said Yamish. This is from Evil Twin NYC. I still don't know what you mean. What, what is it? it? Yummish? Yummish? Yeah, a yummy. Yummy. Oh, okay. You know, like, this is a yummy beer, you assholes. It's a 10.1% alcohol, double dry hop, triple IPA from Evil Twin called I Instantly Get Annoyed by Any Hybrid Food Creation, No Matter How Delicious It Sounds. And it's made with Citra and Rewaka hops, which I don't know a fucking goddamn thing about Rewaka hops. I put this beer on the list. I, I can imagine that this is definitely Jimmy Pick, but do tell why. You're, like the food that his dad makes is like, we're going to have ham and beans and mayonnaise and a box of crab and crunch and just like a bunch of weird shit all together. And the kids Plus like, this yeah. one Indian dish. Which one was it? Like it's a sag paneer? sag paneer, but he has to dye it red. Yeah, he has to put red what was food, the food? food coloring sag paneer. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a cheese... Uh, chunks in curry. Oh, that sounds so appetizing when you call them cheese con- chunks. Cheese chunks. They're pretty good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. They're like big uh, cubes of cheese as opposed to... Uh, cubes is already an improvement over chunks. Cheese chunks. The cheese chunks. That sounds like a shitty band. There were a few weird food combinations that this kid ate. 
Also, as long as it was red. This was uh, they don't talk to my the my one real note about this book was. Well, let's take, let's, let's, let's drink this beer, beer first. Let's drink this beer Triple first. IPA. Big boy. This is very nice. Uh, very good. It's amazing. That's... Like, I, I, the problem with these triple IPAs is they're fucking ruining double IPAs for me. <laughs> like, I already yeah. don't even bother with a single IPA. And we're going to, like, wait, get to the point where quadruple IPAs are a thing and triples are just, like, for weak people. I mean, this is 10%. How much bigger yeah, can they uh, get? Jesus I guess you can get like a 12 or 13%, which we have had in the past. And I'm like, yeah, this is just much more flavorful and interesting. It's, it's amazing, yeah. It's really good. I, don't, I just don't see a point in my future where it like resets. And I'm like, you know what I'm ready for? A nice 4.8% IPA. No, no one wants that. No. The bar's been, ra- bar been raised too far. So what ends up happening with the podcast, since most of the beers we have on the podcast are beers that I bought or Nate bought or Jimmy bought, a four pack of previously, yeah. we tend to have more and more of these extreme beers, and I regret nothing because no. they're almost always fucking good. I only got the extreme yeah. ones, so so <laughs> my 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 Your one note. my one most important note for this book that I had severe questions about was after all things that this kid has been through, he you know was abandoned by his mother, who said you're too fucked up for me to deal with. His dad's trying his best, but he's like always kind of borderline dealing with it. And the kid's on his own all the time. He's had a hard life. But the worst thing that I've seen this kid go through is that it keeps drinking hot raspberry milkshakes. Oh, yeah, he heats <laughs> them up. That's fucking disgusting. I've never had a raspberry milkshake. That Have you ever be- had a hot milkshake? It's just milk. <laughs> No one. Yeah. <laughs> that ice cream is not ice. No anymore. one eats a hot milkshake. Like if it, it yes. was not, this could be our business idea. Not gentlemen. regular <laughs> ones, but a hot raspberry milkshake is also just like, dude, come on. Mm, it's hot fuck? and tart. I read that several times throughout this book. I was like, dude, stop. Well, kids in general are weird about the foods they eat. Yeah, but that's not okay. But he's also, you know, extremely particular about the foods oh, he eats. Oh, he's particular, extremely. and I get that, but that's not okay. You know what? should try a hot... You want a nice, one one day. nice hot milkshake? Who wants that? It's just like, it's just, you're just having a cup of milk at that point. It's just a cup of hot milk. But like Put hot, you down for a nap hot milk, in 1850. Hot milk ice cream. That's a good band name. <laughs> yeah, for like porn DVDs. Yep. Well, hot milk ice cream makes porn groove music. Hot milk ice cream. I'm gonna jizz on you. That's like their songs. Your chin sweaty. <laughs> what? Chin sweaty. Is yeah. that the name of the song? No, it's the name of the album. Hot milk, ra- hot raspberry milkshake. The album is Chin Sweat. Nice. From dipping it in with their their new single, Titty Drippins. No. Yeah. Nate's looking. Nate has this album actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he's. That's why he's like, guys, you're not even creating. By that they things. mean I'm just glaring at both of them. <laughs> guys, like, uh, guys, are you done? I'm just saying. Are you fucking band. done? I'm just saying. A hot raspberry <laughs> milkshake is the worst thing I've ever heard of. It is pretty bad. All right. So then he gets the. Uh, he, he gets to London. Christopher gets to London. Hooks up with his mom. That's not. Oh no, no 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 no. That no, was no. wrong. <laughs> Different book. That's something from. Uh, Hot Chuck Jerry Milkshake, or whatever the fuck that band was called. <laughs> uh, so he manages to make it to his his mom's house, his mom's apartment, that she shares with Mr. Shears, 
Because they ran away together. The douchiest bro in the world. Yeah. Asshole. Cunt face. And she's like, Christopher? I heard he left my first shitty wife. I didn't need to also get a kid in the process. Yeah. Not even like a whole kid. Wow. But yeah. That's what he's saying. Is like, I don't want to deal with that. We left, so we don't deal with this. Yeah, he's a real Though, you know what? To be fair, she also left for the exact same reason. Oh, yeah, totally. And she very quickly realizes, like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, she's like, one one day, and she's like, oh, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to stay with us. And then the second day is like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Because she tries to bring him to the department store to buy some clothes, because he came to London without any clothes, tries to buy him some clothes, and he freaks out and, you know, has another tantrum on the, you know, on the floor of the department store, and they have to bring him home. So she has to go get clothes by on her own, and it's already very difficult after the first day. And then the father shows up, you know, eventually. And actually, no, within a day or two, within a day. The first, yeah. At the end of the first day. He and, figures it out. Yeah, he's like, oh, and, you know, they have a big, you know, argument. I mean, she also might have just called him. It's like, hey. Yeah. It's, no, well, the police. here. The police officer shows yeah. up at her door and says, it's, is he here? Has he I been, need has to he speak been to kidnapped? Him. Is he okay? He's like, well, all right, he's here. He's all right. But then the father shows up. You know what else shows up? A beer. Which describes a lot of the characters at this point in the story. And this is called Salty Bitch. And this is a American tart. If it was an English tart, this would be perfect. From Flying Dog, that is 5.3% alcohol. That's not very much. Oh, that smells grainy. Who makes this? Flying Dog. We used to have a lot of their beers on the show. Not recently. But then we went through all of them. Yeah. yeah. They they had a bunch to begin with, and then they stopped. Or they just stopped making new ones they, they, yeah, that, we, they just, that we burned through. They had good names, and then they was over. We can only do doggy style so Whoa. many times. Woo! Yeah, Woo. that's pretty potent. Woo! Yeah, this is really is sour. Really sour. Oh, it's, a, well, it's tart, according to them. But yeah. This is a salty bitch. I'll give them that. There's a little story here. I didn't read it. It's probably really interesting. Salty with a touch of tart. So it's one of the many things it says here. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Brewed with coriander and finished with mandarin orange peel. I get. I don't get mandarin orange. I just get intense, intense sour. All right. So then uh, the dad rolls up. He argues with the mom. They have a lot of and fights. I forget what happens. Eventually, he and the mom move back to wherever the fuck small town he came from. Like Swindon. Swindon, yeah, Swindon. yeah, 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 and uh, Mr. Shears leaves because he doesn't want he doesn't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, ass hat. And like he and the mom are living in a basically where the da- where the dad lived, and they said he had to get out, and yep. it's, le- it's left kind of in limbo about whether like uh, like a joint custody thing or he has to leave or some some kind of shit. And he meanwhile, passed. this whole time Christopher is like afraid of his father because he thinks his father's a murderer. Well, he did stab and that he's dog afraid, to death. And well, he's afraid for his own safety because his father is a murderer. But the the tragic thing is that he's he's preferring or whatever his shitty mom. The mom who is a fucking horrendous parent and is incapable and has proved herself and declared herself incapable of being the parent to him. Over the father who's trying the best he can and yeah. advocates really strongly for the kid. I remember at one point 
the school's like, no, we don't give A-levels to, you know, the special kids. And he's like, I'll pay for the fucking like, Hasn't proctor. he had the worst? Hasn't he had a pretty raw deal already? He's like, he's hasn't some, he, some, he says, some hasn't term he like had that. enough shit dumped on him already or something like that? He's like, yeah. It's a little, a little more colorful. I'm more of a British Let term. him take the fucking math test. Like, you, without you you guys doing it, too. I learned That's a, what he said. The great they, word. like, have to pay the priest to come and sit in on the test to be, like, a proctor for but a But they don't use the word proctor. Term. It's invigilator. Yeah, like, that's the greatest. E- word. Even though, like, he's taking the test by himself. Well, they need to have well, a some, Somebody's got to watch them. Yeah, but it's like, all right, you got to hire a proctor. He's like, I'll pay the fifty pounds to have the guy watch him take a test. Just get someone to take it. Let him have this. He advocated for his son. He didn't always do the best job, but he stuck around. He's like yeah. a he's like a fucking blue collar plumber raising yeah. a. A very high-needs child. Severely, not severely, but like very significantly autistic kid on his own. With no fucking wherewithal to do it. And no, no like, you know, he doesn't go to therapy with him or they like learn to deal with it because it's, it's early on in this whole acceptance of that being a thing. Yeah, movement. it's just better than, you know, the previous generation was like, you just give that kid up. And you're like, you and put him the, in an asylum. You live with the state yeah. now and we'll see you on Christmas. He's like some fucking, basically not a redneck, but whatever the fucking British version of that is, like a red coat neck. I don't know. Soccer hooligan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But because he does like to watch the soccer, he's like, I want to watch this, but Romania is playing England tonight, so we're watching that. And that happens in the book at one point. But then the dad gets dicked over because the kid no. does not appreciate, is incapable of appreciating any of this. And that was the real. Like, the real victim of the book, in many ways, is the dad. Yeah. That the kid goes, like, let me go find he my did, shitty abandoned mom. He did kill that dog because... I'm not the, because, killing the dog. Because the lady broke up with him. You know what? She shouldn't have married that shithead guy in the first place. I don't know. Yeah. But they, they, no, the problem is that everyone is just not shitty, but, like, well, trying to survive. Well, he lives in this slummy neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about Swinborn, but, like, you got drug addicts next door... You got, like, it's like a, sh- like a shitty block. There's, like, a whole bunch of different houses. Like, the, a couple of their houses had something like, oh, that's not so great. Yeah, no, everything sucks, and he lives in a place that everything sucks. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. He's just doing his best. So, yeah, it's it's a downer in many ways. But in the end, he finally kills the dog. But it's it's a downer, but... So in you the end, realize. in the end, it like well, kind of works out that he end up goes back to Swindon, and then he like uh, has sort of like shares time with the mother and the father, and the and you know, and the father is like, I'm going to prove to you, Christopher, that you can trust me. Oh, and here's a puppy. I Buys won't kill dog. this one. Definitely didn't yeah, kill this I will one yet. Definitely, you know, you can take him out for walks anytime you want. Won't pitchfork him to the chest. And then the very the very end of the book, or at least the last line, is is basically is something like, um, you know, I solved the mystery, made it to London, and took my math A level, maths A level. Yeah, I can do anything. Yeah, you, you realize he he is period cap- the he is end. physically capable. And I wrote a book. And I wrote a book. And there I was brave. I was brave. I can do anything. The end, and he says he's going to be go to university, and then he's going to do all these things, and that's the plan. Uh that's the end. Whether so, or not that's actually a feasible plan, yeah, is so I questionable. I really like the book. It yeah. is what's really good about it is it does the thing that literature can do, which is show you what 
uh, someone who's very different than you Another show you what they are like. And definitely in a way that film, in a way that even films, you know, can't even do. This you can't get in someone's head in a movie. Exactly. So it's really, really good. It is similar to, as, as we said before, it is very similar to Room. It's in, in that way, it's also similar to Motherless Brooklyn in, that, mm-hmm. in, in terms of like the main character being a different... A wildly different, wildly different, yeah. Sort of mindset and or mm-hmm. mindset's not the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like what I'm trying to say. State of mind. I guess so. Yeah. A little bit. Set of mind. <laughs> Their mindset. I don't. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but like, yeah. So you saw the play. I did. Yes. What? So is it a musical? It, uh, it's not a musical. It's okay. not a musical, but it has. Oh, I it was. Shit. So the way it, it it wasn't songs. It wasn't songs and dances. I mean, there's like some that would have been so great if there was a song like four yellow cars, five yellow cars, jazz hands, and that would have been a great song. <laughs> uh, it was not a musical. There were because it was staged as a Broadway play. There were a lot of kind of like crazy things that they did. That it wasn't just like four actors on a stage. They had a lot of weird. I'm going to call them like dance pieces, but it's not that they were set to music exactly. It was just like as Christopher, the actor who's playing to Christopher, is just sort of describing his world and telling about himself. And is, he, is he like narrating the play? Yeah, yeah, he's narrating the play. And in fact, so the, for the, 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 the inner monologue, the character that play, I mean, the person that plays Christopher, it is a really intense part because you are on the stage the entire time and you are constantly going back and forth between narrating to the audience the kinds of like, things that the, is there, they're in the book and then doing the parts on the stage, like interacting with the father, with the Mrs. Shears, with the mother and stuff like that. And then in the second half, all when he's like the second half of the, the, the second act is him trying to get on the train to go to London. And it plays up the fact that to Christopher, everything is so loud and so intense uh, for him, but they try and do that for the audience. And they're just like, and it is so loud and so intense and all this stuff happening and these like walls moving in and out. I remember distinctly that was obviously not like real, but it was sort of, you know, to play up the thing. And yeah, the whole second half got to the point where like, this is just too much. This is just going too much of this going on way too long. But of course that must be what it's like to actually be a person with autism where things are just so intense and it must also be what it's like to be a parent of a child with autism because it's just very, very intense and it's very difficult and it just goes on. It's not a thing that goes, it's not a thing. Yeah, that it's not like sort a of go, It doesn't go away. Fit. Anyway, it was very good. The actor that played, uh, the actor that played Christopher won the Tony who was like, you know, it was like 19 year old or 20 year old just out of acting school. It was a very in a very intense part, and it was it was definitely he did a very good job. So yeah, I approve. I mean, I think obviously, I think we'd all say you should read this book. And he, yeah, right, I think it was it's shortest. It's a fast read. It's a couple hours. Yeah, at yeah. Most. It's a short book, it's and, and it's it's fascinating. And I think reading it the second time helped me understand it a lot better. Like yeah. I didn't pick up some like I didn't pick up the de- a lot of details like I only noticed the second time through like wow the mom like spelt everything wrong and that helped me understand her a little bit better or like the part that the mom mentions like oh I had to have my tooth removed and part of my bone sawed out and like the mom's not that old 
Like, what's happening? Her bones sawed out. She mentions like she had some severe dental surgery at some point. It just it just goes by. It just happens because it's it's because that's like part of the thing, right? Christopher Christopher's autism sort of prevents him from caring about such feet or noticing such details. Yeah. And and as the reader, you don't you're you're kind of along for the ride. You don't notice these things either. But but reading it the second time, you're like, wow, there's like there's a lot of like weird details and shit happening in the background here. That this kid's life is fucked up in addition to his autism. You know, yeah. like he's it's not like he's a, a, a very in a well to do, well situated household. With a with a nanny who's specially trained exactly to know how to handle these things. So, like the first time I read through the book, I kind of got the story part of it, but now the second time I really saw more of the like the environment part of it, the stuff that you you know, I I'm not mm-hmm. that good at picking up on the first time through a book. So I really did enjoy the book, and I would recommend anybody read it. Really, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Definitely, I give it exactly five yellow stars. That's a lot of yellow cars. We didn't I would. I would also. I'm. I haven't put it on Goodreads yet, but I will give it five stars when I get around. To I it. think you did the first time too. I think I did. Yeah. But you can follow us on Goodreads, and you can see all of it. We'll put a. There's a link on our website. Probably. Maybe. We, right, should, yeah, we should put one. We should. Yeah. There, there might be one day. By the time this comes out, who knows? In but in the meantime, meantime <gasps> Jinx. It tells us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, if you listen this far, we've already implored you to leave us a review, but we also have a Patreon. So if you want to, you know, share some of that hard-earned cheddar you have to support the show, we would definitely appreciate it. Just click on over to uh, patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and uh, buy us a beer. And uh, we'll, uh, that will support this show and our liver damage. Also, check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.